to sing, to show forth to your praise. You gave me a voice. You're the one, you are the one who's given me a liberty. The liberty to worship you in the song. You are the one, yeah. So I have with me here this morning some amazing brethren who have been doing amazing things with their giving in the house of God. And um, I'll, I'll start with them, right? I'll start with them, ask them a few questions, then I'll share something briefly with you. Kobe. Thank you, Pastor, for this wonderful opportunity to be on set with you. Like, <laughs> Praise God. Praise God, yeah. What's going on in your heart? Is this your first time? Yeah, here? this is my first time on set with you. But I can't remember last year, 
beginning of last year, I used to watch services. I was at home watching. And I remember watching, I think it was great service also. Then it was a platform like this. People were on set. Yeah, people were on set. And I was watching from home and I was so inspired. Like, I was seeing young people like me, like, being able to give to God. Like, I was like, wow. Like, I have, the figures were mentioned now. I hadn't thought of that, like, giving that to God before. The figures that have been mentioned. Yes, please. You had never thought of giving something like that no, to God no, no, no. Like, I had 2,000, 9,000, like, 2,000 puppets. Yeah, of I was like, hey. And, it's, and I got to realize a copy of Rhapsody was $1. So let's say if someone was given $10,000, that that means the person gave $10,000 to God. And I was like, E. <laughs> so I was really inspired. Like, and first Wait, this boy, is August. How many copies have you done this year? For Rhapsody, 20000 by God's grace and mercy. And just last year, yes, please, just, just last year, you were watching people and saying, Hey, <laughs> what happened? What happened to you? Because you know, sometimes people think, I don't have money. That's what I'm not giving. I don't have money. I don't have... You are in deception. Ghana is deceiving you. What happened to you? So many things. I don't even know where to start for. <laughs> so, fast forward last year, I decided to join CUIC Airport City. That was in July. Last and that year. was, yes, please. That was after watching lots of services online. So, when I joined, I became a part of the church. And I remember there was a time. That was the first call for giving or so. At that time, I, I was part of Fire Fellowship. So there was a call for giving to Rhapsody Adventists. Then I really wanted to do it. It was really like in my heart, I really wanted to do it. I had a set target I wanted to, to do. So I did everything I could, like from the lessons I've heard from you. And yeah. And by God's grace, I was able to respond because that was the most important thing I got to know. Are like, you always supposed to respond when? That you're always supposed to respond, respond. Yes, please. when a call for giving is paid. Yes, please. You're always oh. supposed to respond. So I responded, and I think that was the real journey. That was a real journey. Then, how much did you respond with? I think at that time it was it was 100 or so. 100 copies? Yes, please. Or 100 cities? It was $100, dollars I, I think 100 or $200. Last year? Yes, please. Just last, last year? Time. Yes, please. Yeah. Then there was a time you called for partnership impartation service. Oh. I remember that vividly. He told those who, those who are partners to stay behind for the partnership impartation service. Then I was really led to stay for the service. So during that service, you laid hands on us. You laid hands on everyone in church. Then after, he told us that we should do three nights, three all nights. We should have our own three personal. After I laid hands on you, I said, you gave us an instruction. Three all nights. Yes, please. Oh. Then by God's grace and mercies, I was able to do it. You did three all nights? Yes, please. Back by myself. Personal all nights? Yes, I hadn't done that before. I hadn't done something like that before, but I was able to do it by God's grace and mercies. So at that time, I hadn't given a thousand before, a thousand dollars before. Then, like it happened, I was able to give, first of all, I was able to give a thousand dollars. And that came from a business that I wasn't really focusing much on. Like, it wasn't really doing well at that time, but things happened. By God's grace and mercy, the business was able to generate that figure, the $1,000. And I remember the time I gave it, that was like the last money in my account. Oh. Yeah. So it was really a fight of faith. So I had to give it. And when I gave it, you, I, you, you, you gave the last money in your account. Yes, please. That was $1,000. Like, it dropped from the business that I wasn't even focusing on. But the money came. And when it showed up, 
Every time to year, I had like some bills to pay. Like there were options for me to. to have some things to do. You know, sometimes people think I can't give because I'm doing this. And God never asks you for something that doesn't mean anything to you. Very true, sir. So when. Oh, I'm, I'm tipping in as you are talking. So yeah. Thank you, Pastor. So I was able to give it by God's grace and mercies. Then, first way, like a lot of things have been happening like so fast. Like I started learning new things. The Holy Spirit was just guiding me. Like I just knew what to do. And you just was, knew the business to enter. Yes, please. And what to do. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Uh, speak to <laughs> Okay, yes, please. So I just knew what to do. Wait. So um, I'm a music producer. Um, <laughs> I'm a music producer. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, 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 you are other things. I'm a computer scientist. So like I do a lot of like jobs. Yeah. And I used to, let's say, use a lot of effort in trying to come up with something. But when I joined church, like, I got to know that it has to be by the Spirit. It's not by your own mind. Because I realized that the things I was doing by my own effort, like, I'll get tired and I wasn't producing the expected results. Yeah. So first, right after giving my thousand dollars by God's grace and mercies, then, like, business started yielding for me. Oh. Then, I'd like to bring this in. First, I'd like to really thank you very much for, I think last week you talked about how you emptied your 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 room for and eight days of blessings came about because that that thing really helped me a lot the eight days of blessings i said that was what really changed my life oh. so i was ministering to me like so what if pastor didn't empty his room items oh. that wouldn't have happened because during eight days of blessings pastor b talked about how when he was in lagos he emptied his office oh. yes his room his room yeah his room the room so that day, on that day, Holy Spirit spoke to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and just told me what to do. So I'm a music producer. I'm, I'm, I was trying to come up with my own studio. I've been trying so many years, trying to buy the items, but like it's just not picking. So Holy Spirit ministered to me to do the same thing. So I remember on the day of sacrifice, the day we came. So that your studio that you were trying to put things together to have. Yes, please. You even emptied that I small emptied things it. that you have bought. Yes. Talk to me, talk to me. So I, I emptied everything. I have the pictures and everything. I emptied everything. And I came to place on the altar on the day of sacrifice. Like, I just emptied everything. And when I did that, I remember sometime my other sisters, they came out and they were like, ah, why is your place empty? Because I remember they gave me some items to help oh. me with the studio. So they were kind of complaining. I was like, you, you should hurry. Because I understand how, like, we're coming, like, they give me this and it's no longer there. But my focus was what the Holy Spirit told me to do, to empty my studio. So fast forward, like, my, by now, the things I have in my studio, like, things just happen so very fast. I was thinking of, because I was thinking of maybe I'll buy this and that to build a studio. Like, everything just happened so fast. My studio, like, right now, a lot of people come to my studio and they are wow. They're like, hey, this studio is serious, though. And all I can do is just to thank God, because I know this one is has nothing to do with my personal efforts. It was by the Spirit. And it was me being able to respond to what the Holy Spirit told me to do, to empty my studio at that time. When, first of all, so many things happened. So many. There are so many fast things. Yes, please. So many things. Like, it, like it happens so very I, fast. I know you are trying to leave out some... Yeah, some I'm trying to leave details. out. Yeah, some details. But <laughs> this year, Pastor told me, Pastor B told me, that you went to him and gave him $10,000. You gave me $20,000. So, lift your hand, lift your hand. Today is very, today is serious. Today is serious. Be very serious. Be very serious today. Kalaba, Sheta Kalaba, Baba. In one year. You there? 
Bibé. <rire> hey You want to say something? Yes, go ahead. So, we're, so, we're, <laughs> so we're, Pastor Biodo Lawazo, like, I remember he taught us that we should write our targets on paper, then we should pray around it, we should pray with it, fellowship with it, with the Holy Spirit and everything. So, I did the same thing. So, I wrote, for Pastor Biodo, I wrote $1,000. You wrote on the paper that you would give yes. Pastor Biodo $1,000? Yes, that was last year. And then? Yeah, I wrote $1,000 for you too. You see? Uh, yeah, so I had a paper for you too. <laughs> so I had a paper for you too, uh, yeah. And I was praying with it, like coming for services, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I was just focusing on the $1,000, $1,000. Then I remember on the last day of eight days of lessons, there was a prophecy that old customers will call you. Oh. So that I wanted to do, make that given, but I didn't have the fee on me. So that day, when we finished service, now an old customer called me. Oh. Called me now, hey, Kobe, do you remember me? I'm an old customer. This is, this is, this Then the person sent $100. That wasn't the target I wanted to give over, but I gave it. Because I knew this one here was really from the Spirit of God. It was the exact prophecy for me. So I took it and it happened. So, fast forward, hey. <laughs> so, fast forward, the $1,000 I wanted to give, it happened that by God's grace and mercy, I was able to give $20,000. And on, and on that day, I went to see Pastor B. I remember, like, Holy Spirit was ministering to me to do it. Because I remember I went in the afternoon, they were like, I think it was a day before, there was a camp or so, there was a camp that was about to come up. Oh, so you were the guy? Yes. Pastor B said he's not seeing anybody. He's not seeing anybody. He said he's not seeing anybody. He has just finished ministry. He said he's not seeing anybody. I'll help you to tell the story. <laughs> Then, I think then the information got to Pastor that he wants to give $20,000. He doesn't want to go back home with the money. Pastor Billy said, I'm seeing you. Ah! <laughs> 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 All they say, eh, eh, why? They said he's not seeing anybody now. And he's seeing somebody when the person brought money. I'm losing your head. <laughs> Ask, is that question you're asking is for God. That question is for God. How is God plaguing the whole of Israel? David goes up and sacrifice, God stops immediately. That question is for God. Kobe. Yes, please, Pastor. You are a partner with God. Thank you, Pastor. I'm a partner with God. Alfred, let me come to you. <laughs> Alfred, talk to me. What, what, what inspires you to give? And what, what, what's been going on? Talk to me. Thank you so much, sir, for the opportunity. Um, uh, I really want to thank you for, for everything and for being on set with you, because this is my first time being on set with you. Um, so I started in CYC just after the lockdown. So wow. I was watching online, my brother Munachi always told me I should come. So I've been following online and he wasn't pushing, so he was like, I should come to church. So after the lockdown, I came with him to church. And when I came to church, I was like, I've never been in this in this mix of people before because I grew up in a Catholic home and going to church is just Sunday, go to church and go back home and they're coming to CYC and seeing young people fellowshipping, doing things, happy, want to push for the Lord. I was like, I want to be a part of this journey. And since then, being a part of this journey with you, I've been, I've been an amazing thing in my life because 
coming all the way from my home and being in Christ now, I can see the difference because before I wasn't in Christ, but now coming to CYC and I've known Christ, I've known how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and ever since then, since I've been going for me. And sometimes um, I, I could remember I came to you one time, I was like, sir, I wanted to do this thing. Now you were like, you should go for it. And anytime you give an instruction in church and when it comes to any instruction you give, it doesn't matter giving on. I just want to be a part of it because oh. you always say a word that you should follow the word of the man of God because wh- whatever you speak, I can see it. I've been manifesting in the life of the brethren in the church. So who am I not to follow if I want to be a part of this journey? So things have been going so well for me. I remember that um, Last year, my first time giving, I was like, they want to do Rhapsody. I haven't given for Rhapsody before, so... You have never given for Rhapsody before yeah, last year? Yeah, so I came to, and my fellowship leader then said, Mark was like, Alfred, you have to, you have to do something. I was like, you have to do something. Because my fellowship then was like, we have to be in that top partners. Oh. Then I don't know what he's saying about top partners, if they're going to be an award or anything. I was like, you have to be part of this top partners. I was like, yes, please, sir. So I was at home and I called him. I told him, sir, I have um, 5,000. I want to sponsor for Rhapsody. And he was 5, like... 5,000 copies? Yes, sir. That was my first time. I haven't given before. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he was like, go and make it 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> and Pastor said, that time he was saying, um, I should make it. Then I didn't have the, I have only 5,000 to give. But he was like, go and work your faith. I know you can do it. So he was like, go and do it. I know. So I went and I was... I was trying to make it 10,000. It was like, I should push. Even if I can't make it to the 10,000, I should just push because the Holy Spirit is with me. I was like, yes, please. And he was praying with me also. We're praying together. And I remember that um, I had some deals that I've been holding and I've been expecting the money. And all of a sudden, I just got a call that, oh, Alfred, I've been able to raise the money and I'll get it down to you. I was like, oh, I think this is this is the breakthrough I've been waiting for. So I called my, my fellowship leader. I was like, so I have the 10,000. I was like, are you serious? I said, yes, please. I said, where are you? <laughs> I said, I'm at home. And he said, I should, I should meet my um, cell leader, my Ivy. So I went to her and when I met her at KFC, I was like, Ma, this is the money. When I gave her the money, she was like, I can't hold this money. <laughs> this this money was too it's too big for me. It's too huge for me. I don't want to take this money home. So that was how I I gave my first ten thousand. My first time giving was ten thousand. Your first time giving will be higher. Ah, there's somebody here. Your first giving. This is a prophecy for somebody. This is a prophecy for somebody. Today, let me tell you, while all of them are talking, there are graces here. It took a grace to do it. And those graces are activated as they are sharing their testimonies. So, um, Pastor Sir, that was how it all started. And last year, I was able to do up to 30,000 by the grace of God.
Grace, 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 grace. You know, one time some, some people said, eh, that's it, why is it? You're always giving, you're always giving. <laughs> we should do what? You know, when I finish, I'll share something with you. Everybody is giving, though. Every, no, like, everybody is giving. Either you're giving to God or you're giving to the devil. Everybody is giving. There's nobody who is not giving. Oh, First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. I'm trying not to preach. Alfred. Sir. What has been happening in your life ever since you started giving? Sir, if I, if I start um, to count the blessings that God has given to me ever since then, um, it'll be a, as in, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing in my life because... Last year you were, you were trying, you, you had just 5,000. And um, one thing again, Pastor, last year when I was um, trying to push for the partnership and I gave my first 10,000, I remember when I, I got back home and I was like so happy and I, 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 I spoke to a friend of mine like, oh, I gave 10,000. I was like, how? How would you give 10,000 to the church? I was like, it's something that um, my spirit wants me to do. And being a part of this journey, I know my life will never remain the same. And then I was having a project which, because I was into land banking, as I told you. So I was into a project of building a house for my mother. And it was holding there. I've been trying to push it for like two years. So after partnering with God, I've been having so many business ideas that I don't even know. I could remember it days of blessing pastor b was like things you don't even think about business you don't even think about people 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 will call you for for it so after partnering with with the lord things have been moving and i've been coming to share my testimonies with you recently you, you bought a property yes please sir in east Lagos. yes please sir i'm about to start the project he was trying to give five thousand last year it's not rich people who give it's givers who give you know the, the thing I like about the testimonies in the house of God? It's not like somebody came out holding money. The word of God prospered them. So this for people who think fathers uh, are collecting the money of poor people. Do you see any fathers in university over here? Alfred. Sir. This year, you've given $10,000 for a building project. Yes, please, sir. And what have you done for Rhapsody? Sir, this year for Rhapsody, I've only been able to do 10000 Okay, so what's the plan? <laughs> you don't want to see the plan yet. <laughs> I've, been, I've been communicating with my pastoral assistant about and we have a target that we are looking out to and I believe in the grace of God and I'm going to read the targets. Ah. I like the way people are quiet today. It's very... So staring. Sylvia. Pastor Sir. What's going on in your heart? Thank you so why, much. Why, why, why do you give for the gospel? Why, what, what started it? Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to be on the set with you, sir. Um, so, for some time, I was out of church uh, for about four years. You didn't go to church for four years? No, sir, because I had a lot going on. And my um, fellowship leader, Sandy Brandy. That's that's uh, your brother. Who happens to be my my little brother? So. <laughs> <laughs> so with time, he used to talk to me a lot to come to church, but I always run away. And then one day, I decided I I'll come to church. So, so I came, and during the eight days of blessing, oh. Pastor B, after preaching, he called for those who had given their first thousand dollars. 
and proud to that my fellowship leader had told me about Rhapsody Kevin. So I gave $500. Pastor said I have a certain envelope. I had a certain envelope. I had mm-hmm. some money there. And that was, then it was my last resort. You had a certain envelope? With a certain amount of money. Certain amount of, that, that was all your money? It was my last resort. And I, I would never touch it. So when my fellowship leader told me about Rhapsody, I gave $500. Pastor, when I gave the money, I thought I'd done something. Um, <laughs> the eight days of blessing, Pastor, we called for those who had given their first thousand. Pastor, so many people came out. I saw snow boys. My head, I was like... <laughs> In my head, I was like, ah, so, I mean, what am I doing? I, I told myself that day that I would give, I would, so I started asking my fellowship leader a lot about being a partner. I would torment him with questions, and I remember Ma Thelma, my EFCC leader, thank you, Ma, she called me one day and gave me a target for Rhapsody. First of when she gave me the target, I, I called my fellowship leader, and I said, but this money, how am I going to produce this thing? Then he told me, pray. Everything, pray, pray. He said, Sylvia, pray. Just pray. You'll be praying. Pray in tongues. Have the thing on your mind, have your target and just pray. So pastor, by the grace of God, I managed to give my first thousand five dollars for the for the Rhapsody. And subsequently, I had a, a project I wanted to do. The beginning of this year, I wanted to start. We had the fast and then the prayer session. I didn't want to attend, but again, my fellowship leader caused me to go for the prayers. And then the Spirit of God told me I should put everything on hold. I shouldn't start any projects yet. So, Pastor, when you mentioned the church project, the church building project, I just knew I wasn't supposed to do anything until this project was completed. So I told my fellowship leader I wasn't going to start the building project again. I'll wait and give. I'll just give. I don't know how, but I just want to give till everything is sorted out. So... By the grace of God this year, I've been in church for less than a year. Oh. And this I've given my I've given four thousand dollars so far. For Rhapsody. For, for Rhapsody and then a thousand for the building project and wow. three thousand for Rhapsody. So. The way you are calculating. <laughs> What's going on? Thank you, sir, for the opportunity to be on set with you. <laughs> you, know, you know the grace of God is here. Just be very attentive. The grace of God is here. Sir, uh, I would like to say, even me being here is great because sitting beside my team and mighty partners in the house of God is so encouraging. So, I started church that was last year. That was last year, media camp. We were going for media camp and then my soul leader then. Uh, told me that when I'm coming, I should prepare for a seed. I, I was like, this is your first time inviting me to church and I tell him to prepare for a seed. <laughs> <laughs> so she invited me a week earlier before media camp. So then she had me encouraging me to listen to messages from Pastor Chris, yourself, and then other pastors as well. So I was listening to one message from Pastor Chris and he said, the reason why he saves is not because he wants to get a lot of money in his, in his account. He saves because whenever God places a demand on it, so that he will release it and give big. I was like, hey. As a man, you have to save and get money on yourself. Why should you save and then release everything to God like that? So then I came to church, fast forward one Sunday, and then you were preaching. You gave a testimony. You said, Pastor B asked you to give in church. You didn't have the money. But when we were going home, you saw $100 on the floor. And then as soon as you saw it, you, know, you went to give all the $100. Uh, no, I, 
I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking at then. I wouldn't do that because first time seeing a hundred dollars, at least it has to be at the back of my phone so that I flex for a while and then do what I would do. But then the another day we came to church and then you said, What you've not given to God before, you cannot give to any man. And what you've not given to God before, you cannot spend on yourself. So that was what it. you have not given to God before. Yes, please. You shouldn't give to anyone. Yes, please. What you have not given to, to God before, yes, please. don't spend on yourself. Yes, please. So when you said that, it was like everything Pastor Chris said and everything I had, it came to push it down in me. So no, before you continue, yes, there are some people who have never given a certain amount of money to God, but they have given it to their girlfriend. Let me tell you the truth. Relationships like that will always have problems. Let me tell you why. God is a jealous God. Do you know God said his name is jealous? If God sees that something he even gave you is taking your attention from him, he will start destroying it. Not somebody gave you, he gave you. It is now distracting you from him. He will start spoiling it. Exodus. You will continue. Exodus 20, sorry, 34. Verse 14, for thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. His name is Jealous. You might be sitting here, and usually when I start saying it like this, not that you might be sitting here, or somebody's actually sitting here like that. And your girlfriend has been advising you, giving you financial advice, that don't, don't be giving. I said what I'm saying is happening. I just, <laughs> I will give you financial advice. Don't be giving. Don't be giving why she then the reason why she's telling you that is because she's trying to find security for herself because she's thinking if you marry now where would the money come from and she's giving you advice even though god has told you give it the girl is telling you don't give it every time every time rhapsody rhapsody rhapsody, rhapsody. prepare for your life commercial break continue thank you sir so uh media camp we went for media camp and then we closed all of a sudden she approached me and said i should bring my so all i had at then was 500 cities and i gave it to her but after i gave it to her it was like I wasn't happy with it. I was at first doubting that I was going to give. Now I've given and I'm not happy with what I've given. So we came back home and then I was pondering over how to give more than what I have. She told me to keep praying, to keep praying as well. So fast forward, I, I gave another seed, 2,000 Ghana cities, from 500 to 2,000. But then I had realized I have given someone 1,000 cities before. And I remember you, whenever you say you've given to God, you are doing something for God, you do it so big that it doesn't, there is a gap between what you've done for man and what you've done for God. So I was like, no, I can't let what I have done for a man be closer to what I'm doing for my God. So fast forward, Ma Harriet, my fellowship leader, she used to call me, where's my seat, where's my seat, where's my ruga? I was like, Ma, let's, let's relax, to come. So that was last two months. I was saving the money. And then we came to church and he said once again that sometimes the seed you want to give, if you don't have it, whatever you have is a seed to what you want to give. It's like, ah, so all this money I'm saving is not supposed to be in my account in the first place. Because I was also wondering, what am I going to do with all those money as well? So one Sunday we came to church. I didn't even tell her I was coming to give. We came to church and after service, I just met her at the back and then I brought out everything. But prior to that, before I was bringing the seed, I had this thought in my mind. Boy, we did we in a sacra <laughs> The thoughts were just flying here and there. Uh, why are you going to give all this money? Why are you going to give all this money? Because I, didn't, I also didn't have a phone. So the thought of buy a phone, buy a phone, buy And he said, trust me. And he said, <laughs> oh, I trust you already. Ever since then, <laughs> ever since then, I've, I don't know. I just feel like there's more to do. There's, there's more to do for the kingdom of God. Because personally, I'm a product of Rhapsody. 
because when I was in secondary school, someone brought Rhapsody to see Saint Paul's, Saint Paul's Kuruasaka, just opposite Saint Peter's. So someone brought it to, someone brought me Rhapsody, and I know how it changed my life so much. All of a sudden, my results started skyrocketing. Everything about me started, and at then I could realize. I, I didn't have fees, but like before we vacate, before I come back to school, the fees is there. Someone will buy provisions, milk, me, no cutting, and bring it to me, bring to school. I was, and I realized, okay, so if God has done something like this to me through Rhapsody, what can I also do? Because I could see there are a lot of people like my past in, in the, because whenever I'm coming to church, I see people around who don't go to church and all that. And I, I'm realizing, wisdom is not just for one person, because Rhapsody, when you're reading it, it makes you like a guru, like a genie, you see, in Christ. So I realized, okay, Okay, this is how I could also help to, to promote the gospel, to propagate the gospel to the ends of the world. Thank you, sir. I'll ask, Sylvia, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. So, what's your inspiration for giving to the gospel and, and to the building project? Sir, my life has been as a result of people giving me, blessing me from in the early stages when um, I lost my father. And then I realized in the church that everybody here has, we, we all seem to have one kind of mind. It's all the God factor. It's, every, it's about God. You can't help it. You, everybody, it's, it's funny. It's as if they, they tune their minds and it's just God. So it's anything that will make God happy. Anything that will get souls to be won. Anything that makes God happy is what I want to do. And the number of years that I've been away, I, I want to quickly do more than that for God. So size the love of God. Kobe, what's your inspiration? Thank you, sir. So for me personally, I had a personal conviction of absolute abilities way back in when I was in junior high school. That was the first time I got in contact with Rhapsody of Realities. Junior high school? Yes, please. Yeah. So someone made it available to me. Then I, people used to know me. Like, I wasn't one of the smart people in junior high school, like before BC. But when I started reading Rhapsody, like, there was a change of mindset, especially with the confessions. I started saying things like, I'm a success. Like, there were so many things that I got to learn from Rhapsody of Realities. So, fast forward. Fast forward again. <laughs> so, fast forward, like, as I said, I wasn't one of the smart people in school at that time, but I wrote a BEC, and during the time I was writing a BEC, I used to read a devotional a lot, and I did very well to the, like, people were even shocked how I did so well, and I knew it was from the Word of God that I was studying through the absolute realities, because my mindset just changed. I started talking the way God expects us to talk. Everything changed for me. So growing up, like fast forward to me finishing university and seeing how Rhapsody has just transformed my life. If the world is supposed to change, it's going to be true. People knowing more about the word of God. And Rhapsody of Realities contains the true word of God. And I've watched lots of videos of Pastor Chris where he talked about how God gave him the mandate to reach the whole world with the gospel through the daily devotion of Rhapsody of Realities. And it's something that I've personally benefited from. And we can all see how Rhapsody is traveling worldwide. It has to be by the Spirit of God. And me even being able to be part of it is a personal privilege to me because Rhapsody Realities changed my life and it's changing so many people's lives. The book is going worldwide. There are so many testimonies around the world about people getting in contact with Rhapsody and their lives changing forever. So if I'm being a part of it, it's a privilege to me. And I always thank God that I'm able to partner with Rhapsody Realities. Wow. Let me quickly share something with you today to strengthen your conviction concerning your giving and um, we'll move on from there. The topic is defeating Sodom, Egypt and Babylon. <laughs> defeating Sodom, Egypt and Babylon. 
1 Corinthians 10, 20. But I say that the things that the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. But I say things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. You see, your life, I want you to listen very well. Your life, your whole life is playing a script that you don't know anything about. You are either in the right part of the script or you're in the wrong part of the script. Right. Now, I said defeating Sodom, Egypt, and Babylon. When you look at us today, you look at ourselves, we look at Sodom. Sodom no longer exists. Egypt exists, but it's not the same Egypt that the Bible talked about. Babylon doesn't exist again. All right. But go to Revelation chapter 11, verse 8. You see something there. It says, a dead body is talking about the two witnesses. Now, this is not, I'm not teaching anything eschatological, so I'm just bringing out a point. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. I want to say something. These cities are long gone, but they still exist. Physically, they've been destroyed, but spiritually, they exist. He said, their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spirit, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also, our Lord was crucified. What was our Lord crucified? In Jerusalem. But even though he was crucified in Jerusalem, he said it is spiritually called Sodom in Egypt because of certain things that were going on over there. Revelation 16. Sorry, Revelation 17. Verse 5. And upon their forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. At this point in time, Babylon is also being mentioned again. Like I said, I'm not doing eschatology, so this is concerning the end time, and I don't want to go in that direction. He says, and upon her forehead. So in the end time, he said, these two cities will resurrect. Sodom and Egypt will resurrect, spiritually. Then he also talks about Babylon will also resurrect, and it's called Mystery Babylon the Great. How did Mystery Babylon the Great resurface? Genesis 11. And the whole earth was of, of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, I'll come, to, I don't know if I'll be able to get there today, but in, in subsequent teachings, I'll get there. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick. Underline your Bible, let us, let us make brick. And bend them thoroughly. Underline, and bend them thoroughly. Mm. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. Verse 4. They said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. So the city they were building was built from the tower they were building. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Let us make a name. So you underline, let us make a name. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Now, this tower was what the Bible called the Tower of Babel. In Genesis, it was Tower of Babel. In Revelation, the, 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 the city had resurrected and become Mystery Babylon the Great. Follow me now. The characteristic that you see in Babylon, now, the leader of the people who was building this was called Nimrod. Babu says he was a mighty man and, and that expression mighty man was not a mighty man as in uh, mighty for God, no. He was a mighty man. The description there was that he was a warrior. He was a mighty warrior. Now, Nimrod led the people, gathered them together and he began to make them, let us make make brick for stone and they were building a tower. Now, in those times, all of God's houses were not towers. The houses people were building were not towers. I'll tell you why they built the tower. God was not building towers. So when the Bible says that, whose top may reach heaven, theologically, that is wrong. Because if you build a physical building, very tall, it will still not reach heaven. Because heaven is a spiritual place. So, when you check your King James, you will see whose top written over there 
in italics. Who has paper King James or any other King James? You see, you see who stopped is in italics. So the building, oh come on, the building. The truth of that building is that it was not being built for the top to reach heaven. There was something about the top. Nimrod built that tall building. Why? Because those times when men built houses, the houses were flat, flat level. That's how people built houses. There was no story building. Why did, why did story building start? Simple. In Genesis chapter 6, angels had come down to sleep with women and had given birth to giants. Where will a giant sleep? A giant cannot stay in your flat house. So they built certain buildings so that it can accommodate giants. Good. So now they're building giants, but this time around, they were building another kind of another kind of why did God come to to um uh confound their language on this project? Because this project, this building project was another kind of project. What was going on? The building that he was they were building was like this. They built that building upward, then they seal it at the top. It was called a ziggurat. Then on top of the building, they built a shrine. And they built that shrine to at that time the god Nimrod was worshipping was called the Queen of Heaven, Semiramis. So since he was built to the Queen of Heaven, the translators who translated this one said they were building the, the building to heaven, not to heaven, it was to the Queen of Heaven. So he built a shrine on the top of that building for the queen of heaven. So God came to confound and you will see this mystery Babylon the Great appearing in different times in history. When 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 God destroyed this project, want to listen? When God destroyed this project, so you see some of the things that are, are um, in accordance with this particular thing. So you go to verse 6, Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. And the, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they all have one language. And this is the beginning to do so. You see something about, about Babel. One. Babel wants to bring everything into one. Babel wants to bring everything into one. One world order, one world government, one world religion is bringing everything into one. So, mystery Babylon the Great, Babel is being built. Babel is being built. And ladies and gentlemen, what you don't know, when the Bible says that, and, and do not be conformed to this world, he's not talking about do not be conformed to this world as in this world, no, because the Bible had already said that for God so loved the world. What he was talking about was don't be conformed to this world uh, 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 system. The Greek word is uh, uh, system zomai. So, don't be conformed to this world system. There is a system of the world and you begin to see the system of the world at play from Babylon. In Babel, he said, let us make brick for stone. What is brick for stone? I'm telling you from today so that you know where your life is going because you've been raised, the people who raised you to think in a particular direction live that same life and they are bringing you to come and live that same life. He said, let us make, and, and they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. Now, God does not build with bricks. You understand the subject as you change it. Eh? Then I have to be sure. If, if you feel confused, let me see your hand. You feel confused. That means majority understand. Don't worry, keep listening, you will get it. If you've been watching your love this will be you will start connecting some dots very soon. First Peter 2 5. Okay? What do you see there? Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. So God is building up a spiritual house. God use what? Stones. Psalm 118. He's building with brick. But let me tell you something about brick. Brick is made by man. And he's showing you how he does it. Now, brick comes from the soil. Who knows anything about construction? Brick comes from clay. Brick comes from clay. It comes from the earth. And he says, let them burn them thoroughly. Now, in biblical language, anytime earth is mentioned, he's referring to man. 
Because man was the one who was created from the earth. So how the devil builds Babel is by taking men and burning them thoroughly. They will work and work and work and work and he uses them to build the system. So you see, the man started growing. He went to school. He got a job. He has lived all his life working, 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 working. He gets to 60. All his life, when he looks at all his sacrifices, it was for Barclays Bank. Satan was building a system and he used the men. He burned them thoroughly. He burned them thoroughly, similar to Egypt. In fact, after God destroyed this project, Babel resurfaced again. Babylon resurfaced again with a king called Hammurabi. Hammurabi also conquered everybody, and he also formed that one world, one, one. Then Hammurabi was defeated. It looked as though Babylon would never resurface again. Then Nebuchadnezzar appeared. He also defeated the whole world. In fact, in the image that God showed Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar was the goal. He had such a solid kingdom, and that is what he used all of them to do. He burned them thoroughly. He burned them thoroughly. He made every man who was working. So you can see, it's like Samson among the Philistines. When they took off his hair and he went among the Philistines, the first thing they did was that they took away his vision. They took away his eyes. Samson could not see what he would do for God again. The next thing, they gave him a meal to grind. And the meal does not go forward. The meal, he grinds and comes back to the same place. He grinds and comes back to the same place. He grinds and comes back to the same place. And that's what the devil has done to many people. And they think they are living their best life. Listen, anytime you give to the gospel, you are building God's system. I say everybody is giving, no? Everybody is giving. Everybody is giving. There are, there are some things you put your money into that you ask yourself a question. Did I just advance God's cause? Or I just advanced the devil's system? This is just, I've just started a topic for you. I just started a topic for you because it's, it's, it's much in depth. Mystery Babylon the Great. Babylon has resurfaced. Babylon has resurfaced, but now looks more like a system. Using men to build, build, build. What are some of the things you will see in Babylon? Let us make a name for ourselves. Let us make a name for ourselves. It's even among pastors. It's among musicians. Let us make a name for ourselves. That's why I like the man of God, Pastor Chris. Now, when it comes to music, there is no star musician. It's the song that is a star. Let us make a name for ourselves. What they don't know is that they are building Babylon. Giving is spiritual. Giving is spiritual. Giving is spiritual. Giving is spiritual. I've said that almost four times. It's a spiritual thing. I shared a testimony in, 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 in Model Church this morning. There was a lady. I think I even shared it here before I shared it there. There was a lady. It was okay. The lady, her father passed on, and there were gods mm, that they are connected to the families connected to that. They have to come and do their rites. But some years ago, when the father went to do that right from, from when his brother died, that's when his health began to spiral down till he died. Now, he's there. they said they should come and do it. Now, this girl's not born again. Her, her mother, elder sister are all, you know, um, they are all paranoid. Everybody's afraid. And there are four men in front of their house waiting for them to go. The men have refused to go. Now, this girl is in church. She comes to me. Pastor, they say I should go. I said, I have three options for you. You will take one of them. Three options. Option number one, don't attend the funeral. Because don't take the threats lightly. They'll do it. They are asking for Goats. They asking for this. They are going to sacrifice it. Your money should not enter it. Remember when one sister got an issue like that? They came to tell me. One other brother told her, uh, oh yes, it's, it's our tradition. Go and do it. Hey, you know, we just scripture to you. The things that the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice it to devils. There's nothing like it's our right, it's our tradition. It's tradition of demons. Why do people curse? Then the curse is coming to pass. The demon has picked it up. And demons, they are swift to do wicked. It's not like God. God, when you when you pray, he takes his time and he walks majestically to go and do it. <laughs> you can't rush God. He's royalty. You can't rush him. Let me pray. It's okay. I'm coming. Oh God, emergency. Say there's no emergency in life. Time belongs to me. Relax. 
So you are the one who is in a hurry. He's not in a hurry. Say, take him by. But demon, demon, he's not asking who is right, who is wrong. He said, eh, I just. <laughs> he's in a hurry. So I said, option number one, don't attend the funeral. Option number two, let your mother and your sister come from the village to come and see me before the funeral. Now, option number one is almost impossible because in Ghanaian culture, if your father dies and you don't attend, now you kill him. Option number two, it's a six-hour journey. The funeral is the next day, the next two days. How are they going to come back and go? And you know all these things of family, people, and how are you living, you know? So option number two is not correct. It's not, it's not looking possible. I said option number three. I said empty your account. I said empty your account. Option number three. I said empty your account. Why? Because they will offer to devils. You need to also offer on your altar. I said that means you're going to face them. If you're going to go, you're going to face them. Don't take it lightly. You saw what happened to your dad. Don't take it lightly. You go. I said carry it. She brought it. She brought it for me. I know some of you saw her. When she came, I said, go and lie on the altar. Empty your account. Put it there. Cry. Be finished. I left that. I intentionally left that offering there for more than one hour. I wanted to see if someone would steal it. I intentionally left it. I was waiting to see. Girl, I'm looking for someone to take trouble up to this house. <laughs> Listen, I've been a pastor for many years. I don't count offering. If there's anything I'm afraid in my life, it's off. I don't count offering. Because I know. I have given offering before. I know the different kinds of offering. I know there are some offering. It is tears that I used to give it. They were like, come and steal it. Come and take it. So, of, of course, nobody took it. Yeah. So now, they came with the mother. Yeah. So take it. Now take somebody's phone. Take it. Take it. Don't worry. Take it. Or you take God for granted. And if God does not honor that thing I said, he will have to apologize to Ananias and Sapphira tomorrow. So, I told the girl. Now, these people were, at the, at the beginning of the whole thing, they were on the people and saying that we, you have to go according to this thing. You have to go according to this thing you have said. That's how we are doing it. And that's it. So, this girl came to give this. When she finished, she went there and said, throughout the funeral, three days, you will be fasting. Break in the night with fruits. Break after night with fruits. I said, you will be fasting everywhere you are going. You are speaking in tongues. And they send you to buy water, you are speaking in tongues. They send you to bread, you are speaking in tongues. You are serving food, you are speaking in tongues. You don't eat some. After the first day, the amount of power that hits the people, they now came back and begged. They came to beg the girl. They came to beg the girl. This world is not as you think it is. It's not what you think it is. Your seed must be speaking. Seed must be speaking. Giving is spiritual. You know what they were sharing over there? Someone think, ah, ah, maybe the people who are, because sometimes people have a, a tendency of, when they see people on set like that, oh, after service, uh, I'm going to ask them, I have a business I'm doing, invest in my business. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Point number one, giving is a grace. Giving is a grace. Moreover, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Brethren, we do you to wait of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. That means the churches of Macedonia have a certain grace. He said, we do you to witness of the grace of God on the churches of Macedonia. So what, what, what happened to them sitting over there was that when they saw somebody giving, when they saw somebody on the set, they, 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 they witnessed the grace of the person. And they did not say, mm, where are they getting the money? No. They said, God, I want to be there too. So what? They were converting the grace. They were not looking at us of God. He said, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. That's three. For to their power, is satiety. For to their power, what is to their power? What they had in their accounts. That's where it starts. For to their power. It started with what they had in their account. It started with what they had on themselves. He said, for to their power, I bear record. He said, to their power, I know, I know, 
I know what they, they can give. I know what they can give. The guy has only 50 Ghana CD. The guy has only 100 Ghana CD. So to their power, I know. So you can look at them as a pastor and say, oh, to their power, they gave. They gave 50 Ghana CD. Oh, they gave 100 Ghana CD. For to their power, I bear record. Yeah. He said, and second one, he said, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. That means the guys gave to their power, they gave beyond their power. Can a man give beyond his power? Yes. Because when you hit the limits of your power, then God's power can continue. When you hit the limits of your power, then God's power takes over. That's why you heard him. You heard him. He emptied his account. But as he's sitting here, he has given 20 times what was in that account he emptied. To their power, he gave the thousands. Beyond the power, then the power of God came in. I do you to wait of the grace of God. I'll teach you the right way. This has been tested and tried in ages and ages. Don't mind naysayers who tell you that, you know, if people are giving, how can, they said in Eposity, how can people give their car and give their laptop and give, go and tell Barnabas. Go and tell Barnabas in Acts chapter 3. Go and tell Barnabas. He gave his land and became an apostle. You know, giving can, can bring you a calling. It means giving can create a destiny for you. Mm. A guy was not an apostle. He was not with Jesus. He was not with Peter. He was not with Paul. He was not, no, he was not Jesus didn't appear to him, Barnabas. No, Jesus didn't appear to him. He gave a land. Immediately, God said, I've called you. Now you hear, Paul and Barnabas went here. Paul and Barnabas. The guy was not called before. He gave. And God says, there's a new, I've changed the team. So you could be called by God to say, okay, you're, you're going to do this in your life. Maybe your, your destiny is 100, 100 exploits. But you can make a certain giving. God says, no, no, this guy, you have to be alive. I'm adding more to you. When I look at my life, I can see that. I can see that I'm doing beyond what God actually called me to do. When I look at my life, I'm doing, and some things have come faster than they should have come. Do you know what a giver means to God? Do you know what a giver means to God? The day some people's giving doesn't happen, we might not be able to, because we might not be able to have service here. You know what it means? Nimrod thought of building Semiramis. He thought of building Semiramis a ziggurat in Genesis chapter 11. Afterwards, no man in his life ever thought Nimrod was doing this for his God. Let us build a house for God. Nobody ever built a house for God. That is why the day David said it, God said, Ow, ow, ow. David said, God, I'll build your house. And God says, You what? Build me a house. Said David, I'll rather build you a house. God was moved because nobody had ever thought in his life. But Nimrod thought of building, he, oh, he thought of building God or, or his God a temple by Genesis chapter 11. See how flamboyant the people are with the things they do. Flamboyant with their God. Flamboyant with the agenda. Flamboyant with it. Flamboyant with it. When you see a secular concert, flamboyant, lights, stage, sound, things. They will fly the people. They will do this. They will do that. They will do this. Flamboyant with the agenda. What do they stand to gain? Flamboyant with it. And when it comes to the things of God, the people of God will be keeping their own. No, let's do this. Let's do something small. Let's do something small for God. God will not say anything. No. God will not say anything. Because God didn't hold anybody trouser and say, you have not built me a house. He never helped. But the day somebody came and said, God, I want to do this. God was proving that, oh, a long last, somebody is thinking of me. Giving is a grace. Giving is spiritual. Eh? Giving is spiritual. It's a grace. It's like, I do it to wait of the grace of God. On the churches of Macedonia. Hi. Verse 4. <clears throat> Praying us with what entity that will receive the gift. Isn't these guys were begging that will collect them? Because Paul looked at them and said, These guys were in great affliction and deep poverty. But they still wanted to give. Paul said, Please, you push not give. He said, People were begging that Paul, we beg you, take it. Paul, we beg you, take the giving. I like what one guy said. Someone wrote on, uh, on one social media. He wrote, If you make a million dollars, will you give your tithe? Then somebody replied. He said, I will never take a tithe of this one. So I'd rather use it to smoke crack. Then somebody now replied the guy. 
I'm not talking to crackheads, I'm talking to Christians. I see the grace of giving in this place. Praying us with much entreaty that we might receive the gifts. Verse 4. And take upon us the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. Hi. And this they did, not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. He said this one. Is it, did he, they even exceeded our expectation. What they did first was they gave themselves unto the Lord. So the first giving is you. The first giving is you. I don't know why people are fighting over 10%, 20%, 100%. Why are you giving God 10%? Okay, you, before you give the 100%, you have to give the 10 first. Let's start with that. For me, there's no money on me. That is not for me. Every money on me is for God because I'm already for God. So I'm keeping it. The day is looking for it. You ask me. I'll give it to you. God is not looking for reservoirs. He's looking for channels. Okay, and this they did not as we hope, but first gave themselves, uh, gave their own selves to the Lord and also unto us by the will of God. Verse 6. Insomuch that we desire Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Hmm. 7. Therefore, as he abound in everything, I'm talking to some of you here, as he abound in everything, in faith, there are some people they abound in faith, and utterance, utterance, they can talk well, uh, and knowledge, they know a lot of things in the Bible, and in all diligence, they can work very hard, and in your love to us, oh, they can really show you love. He says, see that you abound in this grace also, which is the grace of giving. While you are doing all the things you are doing in church, make sure that you abound in this grace also. Many years ago, I was in the car, Christians at that time were not known as people who give. But I never saw myself like that. I said, I was bound in the grace of giving also. So when they sing, thinking it is only their voice that God needs, I will sing and I also take my seat. Number two, giving is the expression of the divine life. Giving is an expression of the divine life. Why? Because it is God who gives. Men don't give. Men want to receive. Remember, when God made man, the first thing that happened to man was that he received. God took man. It is God who gave. It is man who received. So man is wired to think of receiving. It is God who thinks of giving. So anytime you give, you have actually provoked your divinity. It is the expression of the divine life. Giving is not, is not mentally a very sane thing to do. Why are you giving it? Meanwhile, you need it. So it is divinity to give. You heard it before. To err is human. To forgive. You give. Forgiving is giving. Eh? That's what Jesus Christ said. If you have a gift, you want to give. He said, first of all, go and forgive your neighbor. Because forgiving, though you cannot say you are giving without forgiving. Because it's all giving. It's expression of your divinity. That's why, you know, they said, after you give, it's happened to me, it keeps happening to me. After you give, something happens to you. It's like you are so happy. It's like you're so happy. No, nobody, is that normal? Rather, when you are giving, you should rather be feeling like, hey, what to like it? No, after you give it, you are so excited. Sometimes there are some seeds you want to go and give, eh? When you're holding the seed like this, eh? It's like, hey, today is today. Today is today. You're just waiting. You're just waiting. It's passed around. It's passed around. Has it come? It has not come. Okay. Has it come? Pastor has come. Okay. You're just waiting. You're waiting for pastor. It's pastor. What you say? Pastor. You know the Lord has been good. <laughs> and you release that seed. You are so full of joy. You are going back. It is divine. It is divine. 
That joy you're expressing on your knees is actually the joy of the Lord. Point number three. Giving provokes a response from spirits. Giving provokes a response from spirits. It provokes a response from spirits. As you give, God responds. As you give, God responds. As you give, God responds. I talked about that last week. As you give, God responds. God says, ah, did they just give me that? Did they just give me that? And God says, ah, who, who did that? Who did that? Solomon gave. When he gave, God appeared that night. He didn't wait longer. He appeared that night. He appeared that night. A woman broke an alabaster of power. Jesus prophesied to her. He said, what this woman has done, will be preached all over the world. Responded to it. Responded to it. Responded to it. Because of time, I'll give you the last point. Giving proves the sincerity of your love. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. I speak not by commandments. Remember, I was reading Churches of Macedonia. He's talking about the same people. He's telling this other church, Corinthian church, because Corinthian church was a church that liked a lot of demonstration of power and prophecy, but they were not giving. So he was telling them, he said, I, I, I'm not speaking by commandments. I'm not speaking by commandments. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. He said, but by the occasion of the forwardness of others. What does that mean? You see, that's why I brought them over here to share their testimony. He said, by the occasion of the forwardness of others. See, some people are acting on this thing. He said, and because of that, he says, I speak no by commandment, by the occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. And to prove the sincerity of your love. And to prove the sincerity of your love. Forgivings, you shouldn't joke with. Forgivings. I will take their testimonies then. I will share with you briefly on when to know, how to know when to give. How to know when to give. Because the Bible says, seed time and harvest. Harvest does not have time. It is seed that has time. So you need to know when to give. <laughs> seed time. Seed has time. It is harvest that does not have time. Because you can facilitate harvest. Now people put fertilizer and different things. So you can facilitate harvest. It is seed that you need to time it. And you need to time it by when you want to harvest it. So seed has time. So today, we are here. Four types of giving. Your type. Your tithe. Listen, many of God's children don't pay tithe. And the pastor, I'll tell you the truth. They don't pay tithe. And they think they are, they are rather smart. They don't pay tithe. When people come and talk to me about financial challenges, and I ask them, have you paid your tithe? And they say, not really. I'm wondering what I should tell them. You will hear uh, arguments on radio, TV, about tithe, they said this one was giving tithe. They say he's not going to give tithe. Say what you want. This thing is an action thing. It's not a theological thing. It's an action thing. Do it first and see. I know what my tithe has done. I was not giving tithe. I'll be poor like you. <laughs> your tithe. Tell not permit me. I don't want to go into that. Your tithe. Take your tithe seriously. Take your tithe seriously. Your tithe seriously. Sometimes you, you know. And as I told you before, I said, tight is not your salary. You say, oh, I'm not in the salary. But somebody gave you 10 Ghana cities in the week. Tight on it. Tight on it. It's a principle. It's not a law. It's a principle. Check everything God makes. He always takes something out of it. God gives the person something. He's always looking for something out of it. 
Look at God created the world in seven days. He took one day out. God had 12 tribes. He took Levites out. Abraham gave his tithe. Then you will see Isaac, it was not recorded, he gave tithe, but Jacob gave tithe. So you can see there was a certain teaching going on. But Bible talks about Abraham, he sowed in the land. But the guy was wearing livestock. How did he sow? It was not crops. Abraham was teaching the people something. So Jacob, when he was in a, 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 a serious place in his life, he said, God, I'll give you a tithe. So what? We take it by revelation and move into application. They had it by revelation. We move it into application. So we apply it in different things. Like, for example, you tithe your time. You have 24 hours a day. 10% of it belongs to God. So at that time, you are either supposed to be praying or studying the word or winning souls. Free will offering. Deuteronomy 16, verse 16. Three times in a year shall thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he had choose. In the feast of... I'll, I'll bring you to that thing he said. In the feast he shall choose. <laughs> Three times in a year shall all the males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose. In the feast of unleavened bread and in the feast of weeks, in the feast of tabernacle, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. They shall not appear before the Lord empty. They shall not appear before the Lord empty. Anytime you come to the house of God, you must have an offering. The day you don't have, you have to tell God that, God, I'm owing. The best time I come, I'll bring last week's own and this week's own. They shall not appear before the Lord empty. Oh, I don't have money. Why are you telling me? If you don't have, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. The widow, the widow who brought two mites. I think the most humanitarian thing Jesus should have done was to return the woman's money to her. <laughs> Jesus should have returned the woman's money. How are you hailing the woman and <laughs> confidently telling people that this is her last and she has brought it? Woman, thank you, go back. You know, how are you confidently telling the woman people that? Shouldn't you rather do for some money and give to the woman? Because Jesus knows what God said in Deuteronomy 16 verse 16. You don't appear before him empty, even if it is your last. Because if it is your act of faith, God will respond to your faith. Faith honors God, so God honors faith. If you are looking for prosperity in the kingdom of God without observing these principles, congratulations. Your free will offering. And let me advise you. Your free will offering is something you should prepare for before you come to church. The training that you got when you were growing up, if you didn't grow up in a place where they taught you proper reverence to God, you see that when offering is coming, you will squeeze it and put it. It's very wrong. It's very wrong. Your offering, I've, I've talked about this thing. You put your offering. If it's a free will offering, you just want to drop it in the offering bag, straighten it out. If it is, whatever it is, you give it. You give it. If it's an envelope, don't, don't. You know, sometimes people come to you, they don't fold an envelope that, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. It shows, it shows your understanding of God. Pastor, I want to give something. Oh, you do this. You give your offering like this. And I've told you, when you, when you give your tithe or a special seed, write your name and your phone number for some reasons. About two weeks ago, I asked them to bring me all the record. They brought the record. As I was looking through the names, God said, call this lady. I didn't know the lady was going through something and wanted to commit suicide. It was when I called her at the funeral. Right? Just write it. Because the Spirit of can give me a word for you. Just make sure you put your details down. I don't want anybody to know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a giver. It's only between me and God. It's only between me and God. People who gave in the Bible, it was between them and God, but God has exposed them in the Bible that you are reading. You know, the people sitting on sets, you know, I can give, I just don't want to come there, that's why. Your free will offering. Another, another advice for you when it comes to free offering. Don't, don't let it be something in your subconscious that you're always looking for the smallest denomination to give us your offering. It's wrong training. Most of us grew up like that, and you can see it is 
it is like that. When, of course, when I'm in church here, you can see offering, you can see these people understand offering. When we go out, when you see people are giving offering, they are looking for the smallest donation, not only that, the ugliest denomination. One time a lady said, Pastor, my shoe, my shoe, the, 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 under the, the shoe is, is as removed, so I want to give it. I said, eh? The shoe is false. That is why you want to give it. <laughs> so people don't ever give their phone. Uh, God was telling them, give your phone, give your phone, give your phone. They'll never give it to huh? They did the phone, blackout. Hey! <laughs> They did the phone block and said that's what they want to now give their phone to God. So that God will bring another one. <laughs> Casino. Casino. Praise God. Oh, your free will offering. Every Sunday, as you are coming to church Wednesday, you come with your offering. You come. You know, these are things that Christians do. Not crackheads. Your third giving. Your kingdom giving. And that's the one we are focusing on today. Your partnership. Your partnership in the gospel. It's a partnership with God and a partnership with the man of God, Pastor Chris. The rhapsody that has blessed all of us, we are partnering with it to expand the kingdom of God. To expand the kingdom of God. To expand the kingdom of God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ.